I'm Lex, she's Jen, and we are the Blatchlorettes. On this week's episode, we're covering Love is Blind reunion, and we have a lot to talk about. Oh, also updates from after Love is Blind. I guess we'll cover that too. There's some stuff that happened. We, yeah. I guess we can vaguely talk about this. Yes. So Lex, I will let you start this time because the last couple of times I feel like I've been coming in hot and heavy. So tell me what your overall impression of the setup and the fashion of the reunion was first. The setup was the couples who actually got married were seated next to each other. And then there were the single women on one side and the single men on the other side. And I don't remember the fashion. I should have paid I just have paid more attention. I was just like, give me the tea. I want to know the juice. What happened? Who's still together? Are, are Nick? First of all, my major concern was, are Nick and Daniel still together? Because <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, I was expecting them to break up like three months after getting married. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Listen, I get that. I feel that wholeheartedly. The one note I have about the fashion, which is why I asked you, because I was like, Vanessa's outfit is meh. It was literally my note about the fashion. Vanessa's outfit is meh. Everybody else looked good. Like, Nick and Danielle were matching. They were in blue. Jarrett and Ayana were in like burgundy and looked cute together because you remember they're the only two couples who got married. I think Deep mm-hmm. Tea was also in blue with memory serves. I think yes, because there's a joke later on about them being in a throuple because they're all wearing the same color. It, obviously, it's not a real <laughs> joke. They're not actually a throuple. I just thought that was fun. And Mallory's outfit, I think she was wearing green, maybe. Or am I just imagining one of her Instagram photos? You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was just curious. And then there's, of course, Nick and Vanessa were in the middle, more or less. So they're in the center. Then you have, I think, Jayana on one side, then the guys. And then and, you had... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm I'm looking at the picture now to remember what I thought. And I think the woman looks great. What the fuck was Shake wearing? Shake rolled up in a black t-shirt and a gold chain. Like, Shake, sorry, this is not the club. Listen, what are you wearing? I thought Shake, listen, if I didn't know that Shake was Indian, I would think he was Guyanese. If you know, you know. <laughs> just rolled out looking like he was just going out on a night out. And all the other men are in suits or at least a button down. But Shake's just in a t-shirt. So, dude, what the fuck? What? Where are you right now? Ayana looks really great in her braids. Like, her braids are really pretty. And I feel like she gained some relationship weight. You know, when you're in a relationship and you're comfy and you're just eating good and getting dick down and you're just like, all right, like, I'm relaxed. That's what Ayana looks like. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, also, it's been like nine months since filming, right? So it's natural to kind of like flow and things and See, I put up the photo as well just so I could be on point also. Yes, I was right. Mallory is in green. Her dress is very mm-hmm. cute. I said, all the women look great. Even Shayna. Even Shayna looked good. Yes, except even for the Shana. whole face thing that she does. <laughs> like, which we'll talk face. about. You know, the squinty eyes. Like, squinty she was, trunk face. You know? Really... There was that. But like, yeah, I mean, it's sad to say Shane was the best looking single guy <laughs> on the couches. With his, just like his style. I hate that I had to say it, but it's the truth. Because yeah. also, Nick and Danielle, like Nick is wearing like these white Jordans with the blue accents. And he just looks so mm-hmm. weird on his little feet. It I'm just saying. It does. I don't know if I particularly like that shade of blue for a suit jacket. It's like a really bright 
royal blue that he and Danielle are wearing. And I think her dress is nice, but I don't know if that blue does it for me. I like the blue, the muted blue of Shane's suit a lot more. I just feel mm-hmm. like that goes a lot better with a suit jacket. Yeah. But they did it. <laughs> and of course, Nick Lachey looks like himself. Sweater, dress yeah. pants, and dress shoes. Like, yeah, that's it. Also, like, he's going to the club a little bit. Maybe he was, because Vanessa's outfit was clubbish. Not going to lie. That's, what? like, what we were wearing to the club. So, yes. a lot of glitter, a lot sparkle. of sparkles. Yeah. Sparkle, like a New Year's Eve dress. Short, sparkly dress. <laughs> That's what I wore one New Year's Eve. Haven't we all? Haven't we all been Haven't there? We... Yeah. That was the fashion. And then we get into the episode, and you're thinking, like, okay, this is Love is Blind, the reunion, where, like, all the castmates are going to talk equally and reasonably, and we're just going to go through every scenario, right? Why did this turn into the Shake show? Every single question, Shake had to weigh in, and then it became about Shake. And I was like, sir, we don't care about you right now. Like, we're not talking about you. It was so annoying. It was honestly so annoying. It was never about Shake, but somehow it was always about Shake. It was always about Shake. Like, I know the first thing, like, Literally, when they open the show, the first mm-hmm. thing that comes out of Shake's mouth is, I have a question about editing. And it's like, what? What are you talking <laughs> about? It was just like, what, what question you have, Shake? What question could you possibly have? Apparently, he had a problem with how he came across in the show. And everybody was like, no, you got a nice edit. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're actually an asshole. <laughs> Listen, Shane checked it. Just so you know, for the setup for the Order of the Guys. It's Shane sitting closest to Jayana and then Shake. And then I think it was Kyle and then Sal at the very end. And on the woman's mm-hmm. side, it was pretty much set up the exact same way. It was Natalie, Deep T, Mal- no, Mallory's at the very end and Shayna was between Deep T and Mal. But Shane is sitting directly next to Shake. And I could tell you for this entire experience, every time Shake opened his mouth, Shane looked like he wanted to pop him in the throat. From one asshole to the next. You can tell he couldn't stand that man. <laughs> Which is surprising because I thought they would be the ones to get along. But uh, so Shane, especially towards the end of the season, if that whole argument thing hadn't happened the night before the wedding, I would have tolerated him and Natalie getting married. You know mm. what I'm saying? I don't think Shane is a horrible person. I think Shake is a horrible person. I do not think yes. Shane is a horrible person. I think that he just needs a lot of therapy. And I'm not a psychologist or a therapist or a psychiatrist, so I'm not diagnosing anyone. But I will say that it just seems like somebody who could benefit from talking to someone about their <laughs> issues. Definitely. But I'm glad one of us thinks he's not a horrible person. He's just Okay, so Shake is at the really bad end of the spectrum. And then... Deep T is the gem. Gorgeous. Everyone loves Deep T. At like the opposite end of like, you know, super great. So Shake is mm. evil. <laughs> Deep T is like super great. So like in the middle, I think Shane falls like just shy of the middle heading towards the Shake side. Like we're really towards like, asshole. Yeah. So if we're really thinking about it, like he's not that bad. <laughs> uh, okay. One of us thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just say one yes. of us thinks that. We'll get to the episode then. So the first thing that pops up is the Shayna, Natalie, Shane drama, where Shayna gets the first question lobbed at her about that. And my note here is that Shane looks coked the hell out. Because at that point, he does look kind of, you know. He always looks out of it. I swear to God. This yeah. He's never, he's never fully there. Just, no. 
<laughs> yeah, so he looks a little a little coked out, and this is just not saying he does coke. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm just saying, based on what I have seen other people who do coke look like, this is what he looked like. And <laughs> Shane actually comes out and apologizes for the situation and his behavior for how he mistook Natalie for Shayna and how he attacked mm-hmm. her about it and went off on her. So I was like, okay, maybe he has been in therapy. Getting that accountability thing going on. Okay. I'm glad that he knows that he should have apologized. And it probably Mm -hmm. helped that you watched it back and was like, fuck, I really said those things. Yeah. You think they had a chance? They probably had a chance to like watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, they did have a chance to watch everything back and and process that. Because I remember they would ask specifically about people watching stuff back. So, yeah, he probably, it's amazing he watched it back and wasn't immediately just, oh, yeah, I was right for that. <laughs> I was expect I would be expecting him to watch it back and uh, just immediately go into, like, defense mode. Oh, I only did that because so-and-so and blah, 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 blah. But for him to actually apologize, it was like, oh, okay, that's nice. I still think he's a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you have gotten one oh, apology nice. down, right? This is the first apology of the show. So I thought, we're setting a tone. This is going to be great. So Shane is now trying to talk about relationships in the pod. Guess who butts in? Abhishek. Abhishek decides that now was the time to open his mouth and say that the show is about finding love more than finding a wife. And everyone is just sitting there like, so you cut Shane off while talking about his relationships in the pods and romance and stuff to just say nothing? It was just, it was the most confusing conversation because we'd be on Shane and his thing. And Shake would be like, I have something to say. Like, I can't just be in love with someone without seeing them. And then they were like, so what did you come on this show for? Everybody's wondering, why didn't you? If the show is called Love is Blind, like, what are you doing here? It hasn't even gotten to that point yet. That's how bad it is. Shane is just the whole thing. Shane is just talking about the very beginning of what's Mm -hmm. going on. And Shake is, oh, this and that. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? This is what we're saying. And Deep T's like, it's okay. Let him talk. Let him, let him talk. It's fine. <laughs> Deep Tea hushes the girls. And then we go talking to Shayna, telling Shane that she was into him. So we get to watch the clip back. Super fun to see that. And I can imagine it's even worse watching it with your former fiance. Exactly. In the room. Just like seeing what happened. <laughs> and then them agreeing not to tell her or not to tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. So Kyle knew nothing about the details of the conversation and neither right. did Natalie. Because right. both of them downplayed the conversation. And I I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think either of them knew just how much Shane and Shayna were into each other until it came to that. And it came to, like, how close, what's this thing? How close Shane was to backing out on Natalie and going for Shane. Like, you can tell he was really conflicted. And obviously Natalie didn't know that. She was just really hurt. About that. And I'm like, you know, I'm so glad she did not say yes to that man. Because obviously he would have never been. He would have never been upright. I don't think he would have ever been upfront with her and said, you know what? This happened. Like, we said this. She would have mm-hmm. just seen it play out on TV and been like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I would have hoped that he would have yeah. told her if they had still been together. But mm, I, like you said, I don't trust that he would have. He seems to want to shirk accountability for certain things. So while he definitely apologized for mistaking her for Shayna, I think I... Okay. He did apologize for the conversation as well. Shayna did it also. Like the conversation never happened. And Kyle kind of popped in at that moment and he was like, why was the meeting even a thing? And Shayna's like, well, you knew about it. Like you knew about it. And Kyle's like, not like that. <laughs> and and I under mm-hmm. I get the feeling that 
Kyle's also putting on a face in this situation, not to appear as the wronged party, but to play into what people are obviously saying about him and that he is the wrong party. If I don't know if that makes sense, but like he's not claiming he's wronged, but he's like playing into the perception that he is wrong. Yeah, like it's more ego based and more like saving face type. Yeah, of thing. I do feel like it was more saving face type of thing because everybody mm-hmm. obviously everybody was talking about how Shayna was playing him. She wasn't into him. She didn't like him. She didn't want to be with him. Watching it back, it's obvious. Like, they mm-hmm. edit it in such a way where it's fucking obvious. So it's probably more of this ego thing, like, shame thing. Oh, fuck. Like, I didn't see that when it was happening. So now mm-hmm. everybody's talking about this and how she was playing me, and I didn't think so. But I guess she was. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, I think they show the proposal as well. And we know that Kyle's proposal is shit. Like, we already know that. But we get into, they show like, her reaction, like, because he had never seen mm-hmm. her reaction until before the show. The show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. But and this is the moment where Kyle can play the victim because I proposed to you and you said yes. Why did you even say yes in the first place? Right. But exactly. Shake butts in here and he's Kyle. But you knew about the meeting. I told you about it. And Shayna is like, why are you pretending like you didn't know? Of course I told you. And Kyle's like, yeah, I knew about the meeting. But you told me it was like to tie up loose ends, not like a love confession. Exactly. (laughs) And come on, that's not what I thought it was. And then Shayna's going on about how she felt manipulated into taking like his mother's engagement ring and like accepting the engagement. Girl, what the fuck? No, you didn't. Nobody forced you to accept this man's engagement. And you can tell like she was not into it at all. Even from watching her reaction, like you can tell. She was not into it. And so if you're not into it, why couldn't you just say no? Like, it's not Kyle's fault. You can't say no. It's not his fault. You could have just said no. You could have just said no. So you can't blame, you can't blame the man for not saying no to him. Yeah. He's a little, he's a little not aware. A little not aware. <laughs> you can't blame him for that, right? Listen, not aware, but he is right. You should have never said yes. Exactly. And especially exactly. after you said yes, going to tell Shane that you had feelings for him. Because what would have happened then? That was my question. I was just like, all of the time of her saying that, what did she expect to happen by telling Shane that? What did she think was going to change? Did did she think that Shane was going to say, you know what, you're right. Fuck Natalie. I want to be with you. And that she was then going to go break off her engagement? I think that's exactly what she thought was going to happen. I think she was going to be like, okay, you know what? This engagement is cute and all. But if I can get a better one, let me go for that. And I think that's what she was thinking. Like, oh, yeah, okay. If I put myself on a platter for this other white man, I'm a white woman. He might take it. (laughs) But love is blind, baby. You did not know. So this is not based on looks, girl. This is based on emotional connection. And you were not the one (laughs) talking about what you're wearing. Like, it's like, how did she expect to have a connection with this man when all she did was talk about what she was wearing? They played that too, Mm. right? So they awkward. did. They did. There are a lot of awkward moments for showing on screen. Okay, I'm gonna admit that. I'm gonna admit that. A lot of awkward yes. moments. Because guess what? Guess who butts in in the middle of this conversation about Shayna, Kyle, and Shane? Guess who? Come on, y'all. Just wild guess. It's our favorite person in the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's our best friend. It's the Shake Show. <laughs> Listen, and he just butts in again, and he's like, "Well, Shayna and Kyle stayed on the show." for more screen time and shane is just what the fuck are you talking about what is what are you doing (laughs) shane's face is so pissed because again shake keeps cutting him off so shane is talking and then shake just comes in and just starts saying something 
There's actually a point in this episode where Shake tells Shane to shut up. Like yeah. after cutting after cutting Shane off, he tells him to shut up. Like nobody can stand Shake in this episode because he keeps butting in where nobody asks his opinion. First of all, he's the commentator of this whole thing. And he's acting like someone paid him to commentate on this show. And we're all just this has nothing to do with you. What are you talking about? Be quiet. Nobody asked your opinion. Like, what is going on? But what annoyed me is that every time they butted in, they entertained it. It was like Nick and Vanessa should have just never been there because they were just like, all right, Shake, what What are you talking about? They just let him talk. No, y'all needed better hosts to just shut him down and just be like, no, you're not talking. Be quiet. We're turning your mic off. Like, you can go sit in the corner. <laughs> Time yeah. <off. laughs> yeah, there, there is a way to handle that, to shut him down. And then he keeps on about like, oh, can I say something? Like, raising his hand, can I talk? Can I do whatever? You should say no. Next person, if you nip it in the bud, he will not do this. But for me, just further prove, because Vanessa was the one doing most of the talking, that Shake doesn't respect women. No. He doesn't respect women at all. Because every time she's lobbying a question to somebody, he interrupts that person. Like, he obviously doesn't respect the cast, but he doesn't respect women, period. It was obvious. He's playing this villain role, and he admits that he's playing the villain. And it's like, no one fucking asked you to do that. No one asked you to do that. Literally no one. Oh, my God. I think we skipped over the part where he was talking about how Vanessa was the one he was most attracted to. Oh, no, we haven't gotten there yet. Really? That's, trust me. <laughs> it it, we just... haven't even we, we haven't even gotten there yet. So that's the oh thing. Oh, my God. Like, oh listen, God. I took detailed notes of this reunion, like scene for scene, because <laughs> I was like, I need to understand. Because, of course, I watched the reunion once and then I watched it a second time to take my notes. OK, <laughs> I was like, this now nah, miss me. I'm not taking like super detailed notes, but like. Plot point for plot point. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. after the whole Shake, Shana, Kyle situation and Shake interrupting and pretty much saying he doesn't take the show seriously or this situation seriously, then we go into the Jayana Malvador quad situation. Yes. And yes. Ugh, that was a that whole was, mess. That was something. So, woo, the Jayana malvador everything we can go over again what happened in mexico i know for sure they showed what happened in mexico and they showed the conversation that mallory and jared had and it was so awkward to watch back now with with jared and ayana especially mary like watching it you can see ayana's watching this can barely watch it and jared can barely watch it too but jared apologized he just came straight out he's like you know what that conversation was completely inappropriate it shouldn't have happened and i apologize for it, it should have never happened like we should have never had that conversation we should have never been talking for that long so i was like okay jared at least you admit that and then it's so weird because nick and vanessa ask ayana oh did you watch the show together and Ayana was like, no, I knew I had to watch mm. it alone. So mm. she didn't watch anything with Jarrett before watching this awkward ass scene of him disrespecting their right? engagement. Oh, so mm. I can't imagine how she felt watching that back. Because then she was already insecure about he chose Mallory first. Does he really want me? She had to go through all of that and then get married. And then to come back and see that is holy shit. What the fuck? Like, what is yeah. happening? Yeah. Like, I can't the- imagine. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even. Like, she was hurt-ish, like, pre-proposal because of the conversation with Mallory, with the, hey, if I asked you to marry me, would you say yes? Vibes between Jared mm-hmm. and Mallory. So she mm-hmm. was hurt there. But I, after that proposal, like, in Mexico, I think that is the most devastating part. Because if this had happened pre-Mexico, pre-engagement, it would have been fine. If it had even, actually, if it had even happened in the pod, like, if it had even happened in the pod 
after the mm-hmm. engagement, before they met in person, I think she would have been okay with it. Right, but right. having it there, like, after... Mm, no, baby. After she was already engaged, uh, he was already engaged to different people. See, Mallory complained about, men do, don't do this for me, don't do that for me. And he's like, I would have did that. I would have did that. I would have did that. I would have been like, all right, you can go ahead. <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. But Ayanna's a real one. She's still there. They're still together. Still in marriage, so... yeah. And of course, that was when Sal butts in. He was like, I was very disrespected, which he had a right to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not diminishing Sal's feelings. I just don't like Sal anymore. So I don't care no. when he talks. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. he was disrespected. And I think he felt even more disrespected by Jarrett because when he asked Jarrett about it, Jarrett played it off like it wasn't anything. So it's one mm-hmm. thing to hear someone say it was all jokes. It wasn't anything serious. To then see the conversation and see how serious Jarrett was mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that obvious flirtation that he was doing with another man's fiance. Yeah, he downplayed it and he knows he did wrong. And he apologized exactly. to Sal directly yes. about that, which was good. Which was good. Yeah. So we didn't dwell too long because it was an outward apology from both him and Mallory. I think Mallory like also apologized to Ayana too. Like they both apologized. So it was like, okay, okay, okay. Y'all realize how wrong yeah. that was. <laughs> yeah. But the part I didn't like here is like Sal made a little dig about Jarrett only apologizing to keep peace in his marriage with Ayana. And I was just like, maybe you should mind your business. Sorry, did you get married? <laughs> I was going to be like, sorry, did you get married and I missed it? Exactly. Could you keep a relationship and I missed it? I'm so sorry. What are you Sal, talking where's about? Your where's your girlfriend, Sal? <laughs> like, where, where's your girl? Where's your girl? It was just shady. I think. And then, of course, this is when Nick butts in with his comedic relief, talking about Sal dropping Mallory in the ocean. Oh and then they play the god. clip. Oh my god, that's so, so embarrassing. embarrassing! And just such a huge turn off, just as a woman. Lift me up, just to drop me. <laughs> Listen, if women drop each other, like in a platonic context, it's funny, right? When your right. fiance drops you unintentionally take you romantically into the water and drops you like on this fucking sad oh my god just no such such a turn off it was so bad then we get into exploring the mal and sal situation and that was shady did you feel the shade with that it was extremely shady and they were very tight-lipped about it like they were because they they talked about the fact that there was another girl and stuff and it was just some something that they had to work through. And I'm like, I want details. This sounds shady as hell. Like, this sounds like there's a lot more context to it that you're not telling us. And I understand that people want their privacy. But also, I want the tea. <laughs> what really happened? <laughs> yep. They're just like, yeah, that kind of happened. And we worked through it. And I'm like, okay, but what happened? Like, but what happened? Like, but, but what happened? It was just, it was very behind, very like behind closed doors sort of thing. But you know, that's their right. That's their right to keep their relationship behind closed doors. But then Sal starts kind of going in talking about feeling unheard in his relationship with Mallory. And Mallory is very apologetic. So you get the feeling like Mallory is the problem in this yeah. scenario. But I obviously still don't like Sal. So I believe that he's the problem. I, yeah. I believe he's the problem too. And I believe mm-hmm. he's, I believe he's pretty, he's probably really skilled at making women feel like they're the problem because I feel like he probably, that's probably how he got that girl to go away too. He probably made it, made her feel like she was the problem when really he was the one doing his dirt. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, we and need then, more context. We need yes. more context. And don't worry, Shake was about to give it to us before they literally shut oh him up. Oh my gosh. Like oh my he gosh. was about to start. 
He's like, oh, but what about this? What about the other girlfriend? Da-da. And then literally Mallory and Sal are just no. And he's like, oh, you <laughs> didn't want to talk about it? My bad. Like, Shake is bringing up topics that they clearly said they weren't going to talk about for like right. shock value just to be the villain. Oh and God. I hate it. And I hate oh it. Oh and God. then Jarrett gets involved and Jarrett's, yo, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. No one wants <laughs> to hear you, bro. Be quiet. <laughs> and then that's when Shake makes his biggest faux pas. Sorry to talk about his preferences, right? And that, you know, about love is blurry. And he compares marriage to a large purchase. And oh, it's just, it's a whole thing. It's a whole red flag of a conversation. Basically, Shake, the entire time Shake was talking, I feel like this is why I don't remember, because the entire time Shake was talking, I was like, cut his mic. Get him off. What is he saying? This is not even about that. If this was a, if this was a, conversation about the concept of love is blind and does it work and does it not work and what y'all think if it was a panel i would understand but this is not that this is a reunion this is a where are you now this is let's look at what happened what happened then what happened now people talking about their individual journeys this is not a panel to just state your opinion on whether you can fall in love without seeing people It, it, it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter but that's what Shake seemed to think. This was a panel for him to just say his thoughts and that everybody just was dying to hear about, apparently. Which no one <laughs> no one but no one wanted to hear those thoughts, Shake. And don't worry. This is when everyone starts to turn on him like publicly in the mm-hmm. reunion process. And Vanessa goes in on him and saying that he's on the wrong show because Shake was talking about, oh, physical stuff is very important to me. I don't believe that love is blind. I think that love is blurry. Love is blurry. <laughs> and Nick asked him, what's missing from the regular dating world? Because the things that you're talking about that you want are what happens in the regular dating world. So what was missing there that made you come on this show? Talk about that. Exactly. And it's just, it's a thing. And that's when he says the thing like, oh, you know, there are a lot of beautiful women here, but the only person I'm attracted to is sadly Vanessa. And Vanessa's face, she looked so disgusted. Right? She looked (laughs) disgusted. Like a what? I would never talk to you, sir. What? (laughs) It's like he vomited in her mouth. Exactly. She was like, well, I'm happily married. No way I'll be interested in you. (laughs) But it was like they were getting on him because the whole concept of the show is love is blind. And it was like, why are you... Like I said before, it was like everyone was like, why did you even sign up for this show? If this show is called Love is Blind. If you knew you needed that physical attraction, why would you even come on this? And then for me, it's obvious what you're looking for is not working. Here you are, mid-30s, looking for these tiny white women, 20-year-old white women. Obviously, something's not working. Like, why are you here trying to argue <laughs> what works for you when it clearly doesn't work for you? That's my yeah. thing. It it's clearly has not been working for you. You were o- obviously open enough to come on this show to try something new. And then you, all you did was argue about how the show didn't work for you. What works for you, sir? Because nothing ain't working. <laughs> nothing, nothing you're trying is working, obviously. So, I don't know. It was just... I was so fed up with Shake at this point. Yeah. I didn't even want to get to his because we didn't even we didn't even get to Shake and Deep T's story <laughs> at this point in the conversation. Like we were talking about Natalie and Shane and Shayna and Kyle and Mal and Sal and Ayanna and Jack. We didn't even get to Deep T and Shake yet. And this man has talked more than everybody else. <laughs> yes, it was a lot. But this is the part where Nick Lachey also jumps in, and I appreciate that. Like Vanessa snapped, Nick snapped, like. Vanessa, like, really cursed him out. I was just like, ooh, girl, yeah. you were dropping mm. bad words. I like it. Mm. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. And then it's, okay, 
Ayana tell Sheikh, you need to go to therapy. Like, I recommend you go to a therapist. <laughs> and all of the women, like Ayana and Danielle and everyone, takes mm-hmm. up for Deep Tea and, like, how yes. beautiful Deep Tea is, how lovely yes. she is, and how Sheikh mm-hmm. never deserved her. And then Deep Tea politely, mm-hmm. this is him, like, very cute, very polite. She just gathers. Mm-hmm. And then Sheikh is, I'm just playing the villain role. I'm just playing a role. Like, why are y'all pretending? And they're like, we're not pretending. This is real. No one is playing a role but you, <laughs> dumbass. And Nick is like, Shake has this lack of contrition. But not Nick Lachey, the right. other Nick. The <laughs> other Nick. <laughs> and so we get to now, finally, Deep Tea and Shake's storyline. Yes. And yes, they yes. put to Deep Tea first, which is very important. Let's go there. And mm-hmm. they ask Deep Tea, like, hey, like, what was going on? Like, how are we doing this thing? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? And she gets her opportunity to speak her piece and talks about the people who warned her about what Sheikh was saying, which includes all the girls, mm-hmm. Shane and Jared. So, right. like, they wish, let her yeah. know. I wish we had seen because obviously Sheikh was going around telling everybody he wasn't attracted to her like that. But we never saw them going back to her, which I assume I assumed it was happening. But we had never, no one ever showed like them going back to her and being like, hey, the man's out here saying this shit. Like we just saw her being like, oh, da da da, we'll see. Like shake. (laughs) So we are led to believe that she was just out in the dark, like not really not knowing what he was saying about her. But people were telling her. So I'm glad to know people were looking out for her and for telling her exactly what was going on. That she wasn't just out there in the dark liking this asshole. Yeah, yeah. That was great. I appreciate everyone who stuck up for her and stood by her in this whole thing. And mm-hmm. we all know, if you didn't figure it out at the beginning of the reunion, Shake is not going to change. He believes what he yeah. believes. He's going to say the same. And that is what it is. So then they do something interesting, because I would have thought they would have just finished talking about Kyla and Shayna at the beginning. But now they're back to Kyla and Shayna again. But they're now looking at it more from Kyle's point of view. Because the last time it yeah. was like Shayna and like her little love triangle situation. Mm-hmm. And now they're talking about Kyle's point of view. And it's just Shayna said that she felt pressured by Kyle Mm -hmm. and they actually do ask Kyle about that because every time Shayna expressed doubts, he was like, we can work through this, like we can get through this. And he he was pressuring her to go along with the thing. Let's figure out our relationship. But I was also just kind of like, does he have the social awareness to know that he was actually pressuring her? And this could just be editing like and how it made him seem. I don't know him in real life. But mm. it felt like he was treating her doubts as just like minor doubts and yeah. that he didn't believe they were a big deal. Mm-hmm. And because she acquiesced to his recommendations, suggestions, his desires, it was a way of like positively reinforcing possibly in his mind that, OK, I have worked through this doubt with her and she's OK now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's what I feel like her saying yes was her also saying, okay, like, these differences aren't that big a deal. Because I feel like if the differences were as big a deal to her, she should have just said no. But I don't know, I think a lot of things, especially about Kyle proposing to her, I think it was like, sir, why would you even do that? But it was a horrible proposal. It was horrible. Ter- it was a terrible-ass decision. Like, it was a terrible decision. But anyway, I guess Kyle gets to speak up a little bit in this point. And he says, you know, Shayna just wasted his time. But she absolutely did. If she knew the religious differences would have been that big a deal, like, why waste his time? She's a grown woman. She could have just spoke up. And I guess he felt like it. they 
wouldn't be that big a deal, but it obviously is. <laughs> and then he asked her, like, she's like, oh, it's about religion. And, da, da, da. and he asked her, like, oh, are you sure it wasn't about looks? Because I could tell after you saw me that I wasn't what you expected. He calls mm-hmm. out the shallow, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. right off top. Yes, yes. And I appreciated that, but she was still lying. And like I said, yeah. this whole, the whole reunion, she's like squinting with her, like her lips purse, just the Trump look. You know what it is? The squint and the, the purse. Mm-hmm. The yeah. white Very weird. Very weird. And they ask Kyle if he has any regrets. And if he would change anything, like his behavior, da da da, and he was like, "Yeah, I regret not going after Deep T." <laughs> and we yeah. were like, "Wait, what?" Mm. And that's when we find <laughs> out that Kyle and Deep T, like Deep T, was Kyle's second pick in the pod. Yeah, and yeah. That they Kyle was Deep T's second pick. Yeah, and they had a whole thing, and he was like, "Shit, really messed up." Because Deep T's a great person. If there's one thing I really like, how Deep T never had to say anything about how good of a person she is. Literally everybody in the couch rallied for her and was like, no, Deep T's a great person. Like, Deep T is a great person. That, to me, says more than anything. That that says that she's actually just, like, a really great, sweet person. So I Mm -hmm. love how they just rallied around her. Especially when Shake was being, like, Shake. (laughs) Yeah, especially when he was just being himself. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> so guess what, guys? We have two more couples left to talk about. We've talked about everything else except for these last two couples. So the last one is, of course, the one that said I do. And then the second to last one is the one that said I don't. Unexpectedly, but not surprisingly. So we dive into Shane and Natalie first. And this is a very emotional segment. Mm-hmm. Just putting that out there. And they talk about the fight that ended the engagement. And Shane is remorseful he is Mm -hmm. you can see that he is uncomfortable with what he said and what he did yeah and natalie's kind of like it did change everything like that fight changed everything and you saw it like when she said no to him at the altar and the after conversation where she was like that fight just proves that we have more individual work that we Mm -hmm. need to do before Mm -hmm. we can get married and i thought that was reasonable yeah And so they reveal that they still tried after they said, I don't. But the fight just like overshadowed anything. Natalie was never able to truly get over what he said, which was that he hated her and she was ruining his life. (laughs) And which is the opposite of how you want to feel with the person that you want to settle down with. I was honestly surprised that they kept trying after. I mean, I was not that surprised. But I was still surprised, (laughs) if you know what I mean, that they actually kept trying after the wedding, but it didn't last. I don't think it was only like a couple of months. Thank God, Natalie, you can do so much better. At least find (laughs) somebody with a savings account. (laughs) Yeah, like someone with a 401k, bro, at the very least. It it was very wild because like now we get to the point where they're asking Natalie like how she really feels and all these things. And she's been crying. So she's clearly like measuring her words not to become too emotional. and. She was just like, yeah, there are things we had to work with, like being very vague, but also like direct about it. And then Shane starts attacking her like, why are you making it seem like it's only on me? Like I took percent of the blame, like you have to take your percentage of the share as well. Take your percent of the blame and saying that she hasn't owned up to her side, quote unquote, of the situation. And it's just high key gaslighting. Like, yeah, it was like she's talking about the issues and he's gaslighting her about talking about the issues. He's like, well, why are you saying this? Why are you saying that? And it's like, because you fucking did it. Oh, just admit. Yes, you did that. And it hurt her. And I feel like he has more of a problem with her saying how she was hurt because she's just expressing herself. And she's saying this hurt me. This was emotional. 
this hurt a lot. And it's like, he was taking offense to that and nitpicking and saying, why are you saying it like this? Why are you saying it like that? Why? Like, just like nitpicking at her words and like gaslighting her while she's trying to admit her emotions. And I just, I don't know. I just, this is why I think he's a horrible person because it's like, you're not going to tell me how to express myself. I'm going to express myself and you can deal with it or you can choke. I don't understand. <laughs> you can yeah. leave me the fuck alone. But she was still listening to him and entertaining him and listening and adjusting her words for him. And I'm just like, girl, no, let that man go. You don't owe him anything. You don't owe him not a shit. Say what's on your mind and watch him walk away. It was a whole lot. I did not expect it to be what it was. I will say it that way, but it was definitely something that I was really uncomfortable with. Was. I was yeah. really uncomfortable. I had hoped that with the growth that he had shown throughout the reunion process that this would continue. But clearly, I was hoping for too much. I'm a white man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I admit to that. And then Nick and Danielle also weigh in on this because Nick is good friends with Shane and all the stuff. And pretty much the only time we talk about Nick and Danielle is in relation to other people or them just saying they got married and they're in therapy now. That's all yeah. they did say. They said they're in therapy and they're working through you know, all the individual stuff they had to go through. and. We don't even see clips of their relationship. We just see them talking briefly and that's it. So it made me wonder how long the filming was. I wonder too. Like, I think we we did see a little arguments they had and they were talking about how I don't believe them whatsoever, but they were saying that after filming, the arguments happened way less because it was just like way less stress of the show. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe y'all for a second. <laughs> I do not. I think you argue all the time still, but you think you're working on it but that's just me i could be completely wrong they could be blissfully wedded that's just that's them i guess we'll see at the after the altar if they're still arguing or not i bet they still are yeah we'll definitely see that and then the question pops up about shayna and shane and it's like well since y'all are both single did anything ever happen after the show and shane was just like i don't talk about it like literally just mumbles and like <laughs> i don't talk about it i don't talk about that and then Shayna is like, I don't, looking at him. And so they're like, Shayna, why are you looking at Shane like that? She's like, oh, I just don't know why he's behaving like this. Like, nothing ever happened. Like, we're friends. And I was just like, somebody's lying. I know. I was like, they fucked, didn't they? Like, they definitely did. I like, honestly, I feel like it was probably right after the wedding. Because Shane looks guilty as fuck. Like, mm -hmm. he can't look at Shayna. He can't look at Natalie. He can't look at anyone. He just looks guilty and just, just it's like twitching out way more than usual and then Shane is like why are you reacting that I don't know why he's reacting that way I don't know why he would react that way and you're like Shane girl you fucked that man like you fucked him and got him out your system nothing happened right right wink, wink. <laughs> whatever you say and luckily we end on a happy note talking about Jayana and their marriage and yes it, you know it's hard work but rewarding mm -hmm. work and they're doing their stuff and they ask about Mexico. It's like, well, Ayana, when you were in Mexico, you said <laughs> that you wanted to wait until after the wedding to have sex. So did y'all wait? And she was like, we fucked in Mexico, but it was only one time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I knew it. <laughs> knew it. Knew it. There's no way you're going to meet your fiance and find him that attractive and not put the pooey tang on him. Exactly. And get a whole massage. Girl, I bet it was after the massage. Oh, yeah. It's like that was like the naked shower, all that stuff. Yes. And yes. That was the moment. You're I was right. Probably thinking about that all day. I was like, yes, when we get back, 
put it on him. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad she did because it's nice to see if you have sexual chemistry with someone before you marry them. <laughs> I'm glad she saw to it. She I think she's saying like she just didn't want to put all their business out there, which I understand too. Like you don't want, mm-hmm. especially as a black woman on this show, you don't want to be on TV being like, oh yeah, I had a great time and then have people like all up in your bed. Oh my God, she's so loose, this black woman. It's fine. Because we we get painted like a whole different way for having sex or being sexually free and stuff. So she did what she had to do. But I'm glad she test test drove the car. (laughs) She drove the car for a test drive and it was okay. (laughs) So it was okay to purchase. That's fine. That's fine. But that's pretty much like what we get about this whole episode. Shake talked too much. We didn't really see much about Nick and Daniel aside from the fact that they entered couples therapy and they recommend couples therapy to everyone. And yeah, just we're all moving on. And this is the moment where I'm just, okay, this Kyle and Deep Tea thing. Because at this point, when the reunion right? comes out, there are a lot of these rumors swirling that Kyle and Deep Tea are spending time together. And also there was a rumor about Deep Tea and Sal for a period of time as well, because they took a photo together and with a caption like, we're unshakable or something like that. Mm. So I was like, what is going on? What is going on right now? But it's okay. Mm-hmm. The episode actually ends talking about the new Netflix show, The Ultimatum. Yes. The Ultimatum. I feel like I need to watch that. <laughs> yes. I was like, ooh, I want to watch it. It actually reminds me of a show on OWN. Similar, very similar concept. So the concept of The Ultimatum is that these are people who have been in a relationship for a long time. One person in the relationship wants to get married. One person in the relationship still isn't sure. So they go to this retreat, like too hot to handle style. And they both have to date other people. And then at the end, they have to choose whether they want to stay in their relationship or leave the relationship or I guess be with the new person. I don't know. I don't know if they have necessarily have to be in the new person or if they just need it. But it, it's pretty much, I'm not going to lie, this concept is pretty much copied from this show on Owen called Put a Ring on It, which is the exact same thing. It's couples, long-term couples, Black couples, I should say that, first of all, who want to get married but haven't gotten married. Like, usually one person is just hesitant about getting married. So they go on weekly dates with different people, and then they meet with a therapist once a week in a group session. So they have group therapy once a week to talk about the dates and how the dates went, da-da-da-da-da. And it's really good. So if anybody wants to watch a show like that right now, you can watch that show on own. I would be interested to see how Netflix would make it different. And then obviously it's different because there's some white people. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to watch black people do this shit, Owen is already doing it. So you can go ahead and watch Put a Ring mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Owen has a lot of good shows right now. It's they have that mm-hmm. one and they have that other show people are talking about with them. Ready to Love. Ready to Love. Yeah. Oh, so. my God. That show is so good. That show is so good. Y'all. <laughs> if y'all not watching it, you need to watch it. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> so they have they have some good reality dating programming out there. That's unexpected. Mm-hmm. One thinks that's pretty much what happens. It seemed that Nick and Vanessa are hosting that as well. And so yeah. that's why they have the promo for this dropped into the Love is Blind reunion. And yeah, the show ends. So do you have any sweet moments from this? That's my real question. Do you have any <laughs> sweet moments from the reunion? A single one. Let me know. Girl, oh, Lord. I have to think about this. I would even. Okay, I'm going to say my sweet moments, the sweetest moment I can think about. And it's not even that sweet. But Jared apologizing for having that conversation with Mallory. I think I was expecting him to be a little more defensive and be like, oh, it wasn't like that. We was just chatting like with friends or just catching up. But he was just like, no, that was inappropriate. I'm so sorry about it. And I was like, you know what? 
I respect it. <laughs> a public apology to his wife. Yes, I respect it. So yeah. that's my single sweetish moment. <laughs> Do you have a sweet moment, Jet? All the women sticking up for Deep Tea. That's my yes. sweet moment. Yes, that too. And Deep Tea in general. When she was gathering shake and everybody was gathering shake, I was like, yes. It's sweet meat. <laughs> it's sweet meat. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously my sour moment is shake. Just yeah. the whole time. The whole time. Hey, honestly, you just could have left him off the reunion invite list, to be honest with you. Like, nobody wanted to hear from that man. Nobody. And I'm glad they called him out. I'm glad that the cast revealed, too, that he and Shane got a much nicer edit than what they actually were. They know each other. They know what they're like. So I'm glad they were saying, like, yeah, you got a much nicer edit because you're actually a shit person. <laughs> yep. Yep. I appreciate that. I appreciate them acknowledging it out loud. Yes. But yeah. that's really it. There's Netflix. Just so you all know, you probably saw it on our stories. They came out with a whole slate of new reality TV show programming. And so they're suggesting that they had a whole music video with a bunch of guys from mm -hmm. Too Hot to Handle and some other shows. And so I'm just going to tell you real quick. What's up on the slate for the Netflix, okay? So mm -hmm. we know the Ultimatum Season 1, they did the preview on this thing that drops mm -hmm. next week, week after next. It drops in April sometime. Really? Yeah, it drops in April. And then apparently the Ultimatum Season 2 is an all-queer cast. <gasps> so Ooh. that's going to be really good. Uh, Live on the Spectrum US is going to be a Season mm -hmm. 1 for that. Too Hot to Handle Season 4 is coming out. Dated and Related. I'm not really sure what that show is about. I didn't really pay attention to that one. But I need to, to watch one. it. I, but I don't know what it is it. either. <laughs> but dated and related just sounds a bit weird yes. to me. Is it like siblings <laughs> dating people like on double dates? I don't know what's going on. But Dating cousins? I don't know. Oh, God. He's not someone. dating cousins. <laughs> it could this, be. Or maybe you dated not... someone and found that you were related. I don't oh, know. God. <laughs> and um, then <laughs> Indian matchmaking is back for season two. Oh, I love that show. Yes. They also have a Jewish matchmaking that they're coming out with for season one. So I didn't know that Jewish matchmaking was a thing, but I guess now I do know. And so I can't wait to see it. Mm -hmm. So Love is Blind after the altar for season two. We mentioned that before. That's coming out. And we mentioned Love is Blind season three being yes. already in the can in mm -hmm. Dallas, Texas. And there's going to be a season four and five. So they're coming in hot with this reality TV program. And the, the hashtag for it is pretty much like love has no off season. So I guess you're going to mm. continuously roll this program out like nonstop Which, throughout the next year or so. I am fine with. We could totally just be a Netflix <laughs> reality dating show podcast because what the fuck is the bachelor doing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's just a thing. And I guess I will say also that The Bachelorette has started filming with the two Bachelorettes, Gabby and Rachel. Mm -hmm. Gabby is Blake, not Blake, Dean from Rachel Lindsay's season, ex-girlfriend from college. So that's who Gabby is for people who thing. don't know. <laughs> yeah. And she maybe went out on a date with Blake Hortzman. Maybe not. Couldn't really tell. Didn't actually care. Mm. And then Rachel is a pilot. And Rachel is blonde. And Gabby used to be blonde, but now is not blonde. Mm. I don't know. The important, that, that, the important details. The important things. <laughs> one, one has darker hair than the other one. And so that's yeah. how you tell them apart. Aside from like that's obvious height differences. So there is that. that. So that filming has started. Episodes are not dropping for that. The premiere, I think, is July 11th. And mm. the cast list came out. It came out like right after we recorded last time, actually. It's, yeah. it's a cast. <laughs> It's a cast. It's the cast. And it's just, it's sad because there are some men of color in there. There are some men of color. But to me, it's sad because it's the leads aren't going to choose them. They're going right back to where they started. And I'm just like, 
neither of us, so neither of us really have any interest in covering. I'm interested to see how they're going to do two leads, but I don't know. I find that there are other shows out there that are juicier, that are more inclusive, that are a lot more to offer. And it's like, Bachelor Nation right now is just... Yeah. Here's the thing, right? I don't know if Lex wants to cover it. I don't. I have zero interest in watching these people because I already have a feeling how it's going to turn out. It's going to be these white people at the end of it anyway. And I here's what people are just like oh do you just not want diversity anymore and i was like diversity doesn't just happen in the cast it happens in the leads chosen as well because here's what i am saying i would rather you just have an all-white cast if these women are just going to choose white men instead Mm -hmm. of putting in one east asian person and like i think eight black men and two like eight obviously black men and two people who are biracial of some sort. Yeah. Like, I would have been okay with you just not including them at all. That would have made me feel better because Mm -hmm. it just, the first Black Bachelor wasn't even chosen from this pool. You know what I'm saying? So at this point, it makes no difference to me. And I don't have faith in this franchise anymore. So unless they're consistently opening up to like actual diversity and not just token picks, I don't care. I don't want to see it. I just don't care because I don't think anything will be different. I look at this and I'm like, okay, you have two bachelorettes. What's going to happen? There's going to be some toxic drama. There's going to be some entitled white men. The black people are probably all going to leave. None of them are going to make it to the final four. There's going to be some kind of dramatic ending that's not that dramatic. They're going to hype it up to be like some kind of dramatic ending. That's really not that dramatic. And then boom, rinse and repeat. I'm over it. I just... It's like when the seasons become that predictable, then it's like you need to do something else. You need to mix this up. Michelle's season was fabulous. I was entertained the entire time. That season, when I tell you that season came and went so quick, I was like, wait, what? It's done? How is it done? Like, how did 10 episodes go so quickly? Because you were enjoying it the entire time. And that they're going back to their regularly scheduled programming which is where you maybe watch for an episode or two and then you're like, this isn't even interesting anymore. It's just dragging on and on. And then you're just just watching just to see what happens at the end. And then what happens in the end isn't that gratifying anyway. So it's like, why would I put myself through that again? Yeah, that's why I just, I don't even want to watch it. I'm good. I'm good on it, honestly. And I don't know if you know Unpaid Emotional Labor. That's uh, Sophie. She's like, I'm divesting from the Bachelor franchise entirely. I'm done with this shit. And... I guess, of course, we'll see what happens, of course, when July comes for a lot of people who claim they're done and they never usually are. But I can say I'm not watching it. So Lex will have to manage those recaps on her own. I will watch it just to see how the two lead thing is going to work and to crack some jokes, because I know y'all like when we crack jokes on Twitter. So (laughs) yeah, that might be the only reason to watch it, just to live tweet with y'all, because that's honestly that's the best part of Bachelor Nation to me is tweeting with everyone. That's really the best part. There's Mm -hmm. not even the show. It's just seeing the jokes people crack. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But like, did you feel like you missed anything by not watching Clayton's season? Nah, not even jokes. <laughs> like, I didn't see anything that made me laugh too hard or made sense or... <laughs> I just... Yeah. I don't, I don't think I miss anything at all. Even with these two leaves, like, I know nothing about them, but I don't think I need to. Like, yeah. I, just, I know people like Gabby, and that's pretty much... That's the only reason why I consider watching is because I see I see people that we follow who like Gabby. And I'm like, okay, so maybe Gabby's a solid person. But I don't know. Like, I honestly, I'm really happy I did not watch last season. It feels like it was a complete waste of time. And I think it was. So I'm really happy I didn't waste my time. 
because I'd had zero faith in Clayton and the man proved me right. Yeah. And it's not just him. It's the whole production arm of the whole yeah. thing. Like the way they set everything up, like we already knew. Yeah, I'm good off of it. Like how I watched the Canadian thing. Like I watched mm-hmm. all these other things. So like Lex can take one for the team and watch The Bachelor yeah. with y'all. <laughs> and she can share with y'all. And I will just not. All right. We'll do that. All right, team. Right. I'm watching Bachelorette and yeah. reporting back. Yes, yeah, it will not be no back. detailed report. It's not. It will not be no detailed <laughs> reports. We can probably just do a little segment, like one minute bachelorette rundown, and I'll just run it down in one minute and <laughs> call yeah. it a day. That works. That works. So we finished Love Is Blind season two. You're probably wondering what are we talking about next? The courtship is still going on, guys. It's still on USA, 11 p.m. Wednesday nights, it's still there. And if you miss it, if you miss the live showing, because it comes on after Temptation Island on USA, if you miss it, you can watch it on Peacock the next day. Just so you know, so you don't feel left out, I will be talking a lot more about the courtship now that we're not trying to balance too much between the shows. Is it also on Hulu too? Do you know? No, not on Hulu. Only on Peacock. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to watch it. I'm so mad. Like, that definitely... If they knew they were going to do it like that, they should have just put it on Hulu or Netflix or whatever and let people binge. Because I would have binged that in a weekend so quick. Like, I swear to God. Especially with Bridgerton just dropping last week, it made more sense to release these two shows together. But here's what I will say. I believe this show was originally just meant for streaming services. Mm-hmm. I believe it was just supposed to go direct to Peacock. Peacock still currently has an audience because people are watching Bel Air. And mm-hmm. that's where NBC is putting all of their stuff right now. If it wasn't already airing on Hulu, they're not actually going back and adding it to Hulu. I think they're actually going to take off a lot of shows off Hulu entirely and focus primarily on Peacock. That's Don't quote me yeah. on it, but that's what it's looking like. Yeah, they already oh. took off The Office and put The Office mm-hmm. only on Peacock. So we're <laughs> going to start seeing more things like that, where it's going to be a battle of the streaming services in that way. And I think that the show was supposed to be just a streaming show. But because they decided, seems to me fairly last minute to put it on TV, because if you think about it, the promo for the show didn't really run that long. I also feel no, like Joe Millionaire for Richer or Poorer was supposed to be not on TV as well, if you know what I'm saying. Really? Like, the ads for this were not running this, these longer lengths of time, you would think. Like, they weren't hyping these shows up. It was, oh, yeah, this is coming. You should watch it. True. <laughs> yeah, because I think the courtship, it was like maybe two weeks before. They were like, oh, yeah, we're launching this show. And I messaged you immediately. And I was like, we have to watch this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like you're not really get. we weren't getting like a full run of what was supposed to happen. No. And I think that maybe these shows were really just made for digital. And that's what they decided mm-hmm. to put it on air. But then putting these shows on at a certain time slot, like I said, Sundays, 8 p.m., it's a rough slot. It's rough. a rough slot. And Doing that for a reality dating show, even worse, to be honest. Right. Like, I think exactly. Joe Millionaire got better ratings than The Courtship. If you know you have a reality show, why would you put it on Sunday? If you're thinking of, like, slots where reality shows go, Sunday's not one of them. Unless it's, like, Survivor or what's the other one where Survivor, you kind of just... Um, 90 the one Fiance where you go comes around on the world. Yeah, oh, nine, or 90 oh, Day Fiance. Amazing Race, I think, comes on Amazing. on... Wednesday or Thursdays because I watch I don't actually watch it but like I think it was on like Wednesdays or Thursdays but a show that you would put out on Sunday I feel like a huge franchise show where you know people are gonna watch right like you know people are going to because it's been established 
It's been done. They have seasons and seasons, which is why 90 Day Fiance does so well. Like they have people who watch TLC on Sunday, like me, <laughs> who just binge all mm-hmm. the fucking shows on Sunday because it's like, as I'm cleaning, I'm doing this. I can put this on. It's an easy show to watch. I feel like those are the type of shows you put on Sunday. So why would you put a new show on Sunday? <laughs> like that doesn't yeah. make any sense. You put the new shows in the week. So I don't know. I feel like whoever behind the scenes just wanted this show to fail, really, at the end of the day. Because and they only put they only left it on TV for two episodes and then pulled it. And I'm like, why would you only do two episodes though? Like at least three or four. Like that's more typical in the TV. The yeah, years now. To listen, and then here's the thing: there's a show that ABC was airing at the same time called Promised Land. So they were having it on Mondays after. What show did it come on after? I don't know. Who cares? But they had this show, The Promised Land, which is like a Latinx family who owns a vineyard, like late night soap opera kind of thing. So it's giving kind of dynasty, but not as dramatic. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that, I think they left that on air for maybe like three or four episodes before they pulled it and went directly to Hulu. They're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a straight to Hulu show now. And I can understand. I enjoyed the show, but it really wasn't pulling in people like that. And I get that because that time's out that it's usually in, that it's in is usually for the good doctor. And so if you're mm-hmm. into the good doctor, then that's the good doctor time slot. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be sitting down watching about Mexican-Americans owning a vineyard in Sonoma. Like, that's not really <laughs> what you're going to be looking for at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. If so, you're into medical drama, you're not going to be looking for vineyard drama. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I get it. I get it. I understand. I just, yeah, I really wish they had done better for the show and done better by the show. And it feels mm-hmm. horrible that this amazing Black woman is on her journey for love. And people are like messaging us. Oh, wait, where can I watch it? Like, how do I watch this thing? What do we do? And my suggestion, of course, is to be a law abiding citizen and watch it on Peacock or (laughs) to watch it live on USA or to watch it live on USA. And for Mm -hmm. those people who are overseas who may be having difficulties, I'm sure that NBC and USA have agreements with local stations that you can investigate. Okay, so don't worry, y'all. Just reach out to your local cable provider, wink, <laughs> wink, and wink, give it a wink. watch. Wink, wink. <laughs> Sounds somewhere on the web. But yeah, I'm really mad to kind of watch Courtship on Hulu. Like, I was really thoroughly enjoying it. I'm so mad about that. So we have our poll Q&A to get to. I asked, what wedding surprised you and why? Dizva J said, Natalie and Shane, I really thought they'd get married and then the fight plot twist, but thank goodness because I couldn't stand him. Girl, same. <laughs> same. Because the way she was talking, she was just like completely in love with that man and she wanted to spend the rest of her life with him. And then she said, no. And I was like, <laughs> Junkie Brownbrot said, at least in, re- in response to our, actually, you know what? I'll cover that later. Um, Trias107 says, Natalie and Shane, I really thought she would have said yes, but that fight must have been more awful than they're letting off. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe. Kara Carmichael says, Natalie and Shane, actually, you can tell they truly loved each other. So for her to say no was probably extremely difficult. Yes, for sure. Yeah, your girl was suffering. Like, she looked devastated to say no to him. She did. She did. And she looked like she was like, no, you to know like i still like you and stuff and i was like girl you don't have to explain yourself <laughs> no is no no means no nicole s williams says i was surprised with nick and danielle i was expecting him to say no they reminded me a lot of giannina and dean 
he said, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think their wedding is probably the one that surprised me the most, too, because I was definitely expecting Nick to say no. And finally, MJ says, Nick and Danielle, Nick had the ability to dodge that, but didn't. I'm happy for them, but still confused. <laughs> yeah, still confused. Wait, so what did Junkie Brownbutt say? Because if it wasn't about the she, wedding, what was it? No, oh, wait, she did say something about the wedding. But her for she was answering our poll question above, which... I had asked, what show should we cover next? And one option was something else. So she said, for the other for question, the ultimatum. So which I'm like, oh, yeah, we definitely got to cover that. Yes. But then she also said, not deep tea and shake. Let me tell you, no way an Indian family would agree to a wedding that was less than 100 people. Also, none of the family was decked out in gold. <laughs> That's also very true. Very true. <laughs> she was probably watching like, hey, they ain't getting married. This isn't extravagant enough. <laughs> this is not enough. I no. think we talked to, uh, there's this comedian. He's not Indian, but I think he's from Malaysia. And he was talking about, oh, I love my wife so much. I married her three times. Okay. <laughs> I married her in like, I think it's like, she's from Australia, where she's from. I married her in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur. I'm not even from Kuala Lumpur, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Then they got married in New York for, as a joke, for green card purposes. It was, yeah. it was just a joke, but it was just like, yeah, like, South Asian weddings be be doing that. Yeah. I think I watched that same comedian. But yeah. <laughs> they they really be no joke. I have a friend who's Laotian. Shout out to me, now she listens to us. But she's also gonna do a wedding at the courthouse and then a traditional wedding in I think in Laotian and in Vietnamese. <laughs> like wow. traditions. So it's like you got a lot to cover. They got a lot to cover. Good luck, Mina. Good luck. Yeah. Anyway, y'all, we mm. have a poll. We have a poll to get yes. to. We asked, what show should we cover next? 8% of you said something else, you know, other than the options that I gave, messaged us, which we'll read in a bit. 17% of you said Old Bachelor in Paradise. 58% of you said Bridgerton. And 78% of you said both. So a lot of people want us to cover Bridgerton. 58%. Yes. That's a large number. Bridgerton. But I can't tell you guys I'm also not feeling that. I know. I, I started watching it. I'm like, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling I'm not, I like the slow burn. I like that. I'm only on episode two. I think I just finished two. Yeah, I just finished. I finished two. So we'll see. It's getting interesting. I guess it's different because I didn't read the books. So I have zero, zero expectation. But Jen read the books and Jen feels very strongly. <laughs> Jen has very strong yeah. opinions. It's not even about that. It's to adequately cover Bridgerton. We'd have to do it like episode by episode. And there's too many moving parts happening in the show for us to cover it in a way that makes sense. So even if we're like, oh, we'll cover the first four episodes and the next four, it doesn't, how the show paces itself doesn't actually work like that. So we'd probably have to cover it like, oh, here's the trajectory of the love story. Here's what's mm. happening in the background. Here's mm -hmm. what's happening, whatever. And then obviously, I there are a lot of things I disliked about the season. I think the love story is great. The acting is great. But a lot of other things are horrible. Like the love triangle, disgusting, horrible. Lex is not there yet, but she's going to see it. It's mm. horrible. I can see a budding. <laughs> so there, there is a smolder <laughs> thing that's happening between the leads throughout this entire season. That's really great to watch. I didn't even remember that Jonathan Bailey was a gay man watching this season. And I'm just like, sir, is this what you're doing to your husband at home? Is this what you're doing to your man at home? Because in that case, I understand why you got one. Cheers. It's just, there's a lot of things. And I feel like this season has too many moving parts to cover it mm -hmm. in a way that can do it justice. Number one. And number two, I also 
didn't like it enough to want to cover it. So oh, there's that. We can do an episode about it because I think I definitely want to talk about it. I definitely really like the two leads so far. I like the tension between them. It is definite historical romance, typical historical romance, enemies, <laughs> tension. And I hate you, but I think you're fucking fine. Like, <laughs> like I hate you, but I want to fuck you. But I would never say that. You're my mortal enemy. I love those storylines in historical romance. So they're nailing it in this one and there's not even any like fake i don't know i'm only on two episodes so i really don't know but there's not there's so far there's not even any usually in these historical romances the author comes up with like fake super fake situations to push the two together like maybe they get trapped yeah in this <laughs> little storeroom or maybe they get stranded like in a carriage in the middle of nowhere and so they're forced to like work together and then they realize and then somebody gets pinned under somebody's arms accidentally <laughs> and you're just like ain't none Listen, of this y'all I'm just sitting here looking at Lex like girl I don't know what you, what's going on with you right now <laughs> okay I don't know but what's I'm happening like that, no but I'm saying like I usually when you read historical romance there's stuff like that at least for me I, I will yeah. say that Julia Quinn it does have similar things and i think if you had read the book that obviously there's some sh things in the show that'll be way better than the book right just like visually like seeing that in your eyes as opposed to on page like there's ways to convey certain things with your eyes that you cannot convey with words mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and like the sounds as well they use for the show but i huh, how do i say this without spoiling it for lex i will say that the things that julia quinn does in the book for this particular love story, there is a level of lightheartedness in a sense. So it's enemies to lovers, but there's also like a running background joke happening at the same time throughout the story, mm -hmm. which does not come across in season two. Oh. And... I think that Anthony's story is one of the best ones. Out of all eight Richardson siblings, he does have one of the best love stories. And it's, mm -hmm. it's great. But mm -hmm. I think that how the show chose to interpret some elements of that love story, and because Reggae Jean Page, a.k.a. the Duke, is not in this season, they've had to shift some of the dialogue that the Duke had in book two to Daphne's character, and to Benedict, the other brother. There's a lot of shifting that had to happen to work around the Duke's yeah. absence. And there are some elements of it that fall flat, especially with Daphne. Not as much with Benedict, because Benedict's role in this season, you will see it, is a very obvious one once you are in the story. But there's a lot of things that are missing, I think that would have been better served from the book. And they've also added new characters. They've added a new character who also added nothing to the show for me as well. I was like, <laughs> why is this person even here? He didn't even do anything. Is this person going to be more important going on? I don't know. Because they, they have four seasons pretty much more or less planned. They're writing season three right now, getting ready to start filming, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But there's just a lot of things that I didn't think would match with the show so if you loved season one you probably will not love season two the same if you hated season one you will probably love season two <laughs> if you just liked them well enough then it'll be fine but i 
If it's this five stars, I'm giving it a three on plot development. And that's being generous. Five for chemistry between the leads. Mm-hmm. Five, fives all around between Simone Ashley and Jonathan and Bailey. Mm-hmm. But the actual storyline of the plot, it's giving a three. Okay. I guess I'll see. So far, I'm liking it. But we'll see. I need to I need to make it to the end. That first episode was a long one. I was like, why am I still watching? So long. It's been 45 minutes. And then you look at it like those 45 minutes and then you have 30 minutes left. And you're like, what's exactly. this? <laughs> and it was just so slow. That's my only problem, especially with the first episode, is you would expect the first episode, especially if it were that long, to be like action, 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 action. And it was just very, 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 like they were definitely taking their time setting the scene setting the place and which is fine but i was like i don't think it needed to be an hour and 10 minutes <laughs> i really don't think it needed to be you that. will find this entire season is slow it is a slow burn romance that's oh, what i'm telling you nothing really happens romantically with our leads in the beginning yeah which i figured because they they have this whole so at first i'm like okay yeah they're there's probably nothing romantic that's going to happen anytime soon, but I am interested to see when that changes and how oh, that yeah. changes. The, so. the change is great. The change is great. It just, it'll take some, Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a thing. <laughs> so we're undecided. We're going to vote on it, Lex and I, about Bridgerton. We'll decide how we want to approach it once she's done watching. Because we can't decide until she's finished watching the season. I don't know if you'd even want to, would you want to just talk about it as like a one episode thing? We're just talking about Bridgerton or you don't want to talk about it at all. Oh, no, we can talk about it for one episode, but covering over multiple episodes, I think will be too strenuous. Yeah. And we got other stuff to watch, like the ultimatum. (laughs) Yeah, the ultimatum is going to be happening. Like we're watching the courtship right now. Courtship is still popping up every week. Anything else we need to talk about? We talked about Bridgerton. We wrapped up Love is Blind's our last episode talking about Love is Blind. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I forgot the other tea thing. So Kyle and Deep Tea look like they're dating. They're dating yes. now, it seems. I, I realized we, we glossed over it, but didn't like We glossed over it. it, but we never, yes, we never said it. But there is a video of them out together, like going somewhere together and like meeting people together. So I was like, mm-hmm. Kyle and Deep Tea, okay. And there's another video or like photos from when I guess some of the cast went to ski and they had couple names for everyone. So like you saw Kyla DT had a couple name on the thing. So you're if you were there single, like Mallory and Natalie were, like they had a couple name together. Mm-hmm. But Kyle and Deepti's names were together. Sal was oh. also there with his new girlfriends, and his oh. girlfriends' names were together. I think it was like Nick and Danielle and Kyle and Deeps and whatever. There were couple names. I if I find the post, I will share it. But yeah, I wonder. So that wasn't awkward. Sal there with his new girlfriend and Mallory there too. I don't know. Right. Strange. I just okay, y'all. Whatever y'all say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're over it. But yeah, so that's cool. That's really cute. That's really cute. Anything else we need to cover? I think that might be it for me. This might end up being a short episode. It's unusual for us. But yeah, y'all, we'll see if we ever make it back to vaccination. <laughs> yeah, right now it's looking probably not. But if you like us, you'll stick around and watch what we're watching anyway. <laughs> yes, exactly. And no emails this week, so nothing really to talk about. I think everyone already finished Love is Blind ages ago, so... Yes, we're good we're on like there. The last ones to talk about. <laughs> we're actually <laughs> not. Okay. We're not because two black girls, one rose just started doing their weekly coverage of Love is Blind. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Because they also, wow. they covered the last Bachelor season. So they're oh, obviously okay, behind. Okay. Yeah. They are on a journey. 
They're on a journey. But if that's all we got today, I'm Jen, she's Lex, and we are the Blatcherettes. Catch you next time. Bye.